Hello and welcome to Dusty VCR, the podcast where we rewatch old movies from our childhood and decide whether they still hold up. I'm your host, Michael Lynch, and I'm joined by my co-host and sister, Rachel Lynch. Rachel, how are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, got the latest issue of Martha Stewart Living today. Oh, that's exciting. Yep. I'm pretty sure it's all going up from here. Yeah. Any any tips so far or projects you want to um, take on for Martha Stewart Living? Well, what I noticed is that the cover of this issue has some sort of like strawberry dessert on it, which I made... Two days ago. Oh, yeah, I was so going to say, you made that really, I, I saw that in your kitchen. pretty prepared. Yeah. Yeah, we're, this is our first day in Rachel's house recording, and possibly our only day in Rachel's house recording. We're, we're in a transitional phase between yep. between Luthiers and my house. All right, so sounds Shout like... Shout out to Luthiers! <laughs> Luthiers. Um, and I'm also joined by our friend Zena Dreyfus. Zena, how are you? I'm doing fine. As one might say, I'm doing fine. I've heard that expression. Yeah. Have you heard people say that? I've heard... Yeah, the kids are saying it. Yeah. yeah. I think that means, like, I'm doing okay. I think it's like an okay. acronym. An acronym. Yeah, like, like fucking, fucking incredible now, eh? Yeah. Canadian. <laughs> Canadian kids say that. Yeah. Uh, I just went to uh, therapy today, so naturally I'm feeling like a more broken person oh, than I did earlier today. That's good. I think that's what therapy is for. So. I think it's a HIPAA violation for you to tell our listeners that. <laughs> Shout out to my therapist. <laughs> and we're, we're joined today by our guest, Laura Fadaruso, who is a comedian and host of Lab Talk with Laura. Uh, it's a podcast where she interviews scientists alongside comedian <clears throat> co-hosts. It's it's funny and you learn stuff. Uh, welcome, Laura. Hi. How's your week going? Um, it's not bad. Yeah, it was a beautiful day today. So yeah, I'm in a good mood. Yeah, I'm having a good day as well. I just before I came here, I got a massage at Ooh. yeah. It was a gift certificate from from our mom. So at thanks the, to our mom at the massage shop. A at the massage shop. A mm. and I thought it was great. Who who did you have? Danny. Danny is is the one you like, right? You know what? Uh -oh. Last time I went and I had Danny as my massage therapist. Uh -oh. Danny, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> Danny is a sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> um, last time I got a massage from her, she wouldn't stop talking about my fucking energy. Oh. She was talking all about my energy. She wanted to do energy healing on me. Which, like, I was like, okay, whatever. Uh -huh. But that was the worst part because she wasn't touching my body. Uh. And then <clears throat> she just was, like, talking to me during the massage and yeah. asking me, like, do I have a stressful job at work? I was like, yeah, <laughs> I work in the mental health field. So, yeah, it's stressful. And she was like, oh, yeah. So <sighs> it's really important if you're working in a stressful job like that you really need to to take care of yourself. <laughs> I was like, whoa! <laughs> you know, they never talk about that in my field. That is so wild. You need to bring this to the mental health field. I'm telling you. Yeah, you need to do a crossover with jobs. <laughs> so, when I was there, I like, sometimes when I'm getting a massage, I like kind of half fall asleep. And on one hand, I'm like... I was trying to, but she kept chatting <laughs> my fucking ear off. Well, at some point, I'm like, 
oh, this is so nice that I'm sleeping, but also I'm like, oh, I need to get a, be awake and enjoy this massage. Yeah. But at one point, I like kind of came back into consciousness, and then I was like, I realized my mouth was open. I was like, oh, I better close my mouth because I don't want to like drool on the floor. And then I opened my eyes and I saw like <laughs> drool on the floor. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to assume that was a previous customer that didn't wake up in time. So I was disgusted by that previous customer that did that. So I woke up in time, obviously. Oh my God. Yeah. So today we're discussing the 1999 movie, Blast from the Past, starring Brendan Fraser, Christopher Walken, and Alicia Silverstone. And this is a pick from Laura. So Laura, what was your history with this movie? I had definitely seen the movie in the past, and... I, at first, I like looked at the list and I was like, "This isn't from my childhood." I was fully an adult when I watched this movie, and then I was like, "Oh, I was 12. <laughs> like, so I felt like fully an adult, um, apparently. Um, but yeah, I I just had fond memories, but definitely hadn't seen it as an adult. But you um, saw it in theaters. Mm, I don't think I saw it in theaters. I think okay. I watched it on TV, which I watched a lot of as a child. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Zena, had you seen this before? No, I had not. And so, did you watch the trailer? Um. Did I watch the Did trailer? I? You sure did. I sure did. <laughs> Rachel was Sounds there. like you had lots of thoughts about the trailer. <laughs> well, before watching the trailer, I hadn't seen the movie, but I was working for Bob Lynch one day. Oh, we know him. You sure He's... do. He's our father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Bob were um, installing some windows, and he was telling me about this movie. And he gave me the whole play-by-play. Oh. <laughs> the entire story. I forget. I think this was before we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we should have had him on. Yeah, totally. He's guide us through all the scenes. Yeah, he told me the, the entire story. Oh. It was so great. And, like, as we were getting ready to watch the movie, and I was thinking about that, I was remembering um, our friend Laura, who used to tell me, like, movies in detail, like, just give me the whole rundown. And I love that so much because it's just like someone is telling me a story, you know, it just <laughs> happens to be a movie. Um, so I knew that I knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And Rachel, what did you remember? I remember really enjoying this movie. I also felt like it was a movie that, that I had seen much more recently. And so what was it? 1999? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was nine when it came out. <laughs> You're actually eight. It was February. Eight. Yeah. And do you think we saw it in theaters? I did. I think I saw it with my friends, though. Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. I was 13. I was pretty cool by then. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we must have gotten the... the yeah, I think we did DVD? have the DVD. Yeah. Uh, it was DVDs at that point? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I remember Christopher Walken being amazing in it. Yeah. And just so lovely and endearing. Right. Yeah, I remember loving Christopher Walken. The thing I remember most is that Christopher Walken and Brendan Fraser do this, like, snapping thing uh-huh. to each other. They, it's like this quick snap and then a thumbs up, which I love and I don't think I can do. I know, I've been practicing Yeah, it's it. like, yeah. I think I used to practice it, too. Yeah. I don't remember what Oh, yeah. and the shooting finger. This is the, yeah. This yeah. is the best part for our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys see what we mean? Do you see? Do you guys get it? Yeah, I remember really liking them and liking Sissy's Basic as well. Sissy's Basic. Sissy's Basic is a tongue twister. And the mom. For for our Zenas. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I took, well, 
I took notes. I wrote down Sissy's face and I even remember who she is. But I think oh, it's because Bob told me so much about oh, the movie. Okay. And Bob loves Sissy Spacek. Oh. oh wait, so she plays the mom? Yeah, she's I didn't she's realize Christopher that Walken was her. Like yeah. I know Sissy Spacek, but I yeah. didn't recognize her. It's oh. Carrie. The the horror movie Carrie. Oh. Sissy Spacek plays the titular Carrie. So, Laura, let, let's start with you. Like after watching it, what did you think? Um, I thought it held up really well. I oh was, yeah, I had a really good time watching it. Um, my sister walked through while I was watching it and was like, "What are you watching? <laughs> this is a really good movie." <laughs> um, and I also just gave somebody like before coming here the, the full story of the entire movie um, because they were like, "I've never seen that." I was like, "Let me tell you that." Um, it's a really good movie. It was. It had a lot of really cute moments. I mean. It's a 90s movie. I guess it's the end of the 90s. The last 90s movie. Yeah, last it's just 90s. like barely holding on to the 90s. Yeah, it was a good time yeah. before everything. Just like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed watching it. It was yeah. a, good, yeah, a good experience. And Rachel, what do you think? I really enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy Alicia Silverstone oh. as much as I thought I would. Uh-huh. I kind of left the movie feeling like she really just got into that role because of Clueless. She's playing the same character as Clueless. (laughs) She is Clueless. She's being Clueless in that movie. And then at the end of the movie... I'm sorry. I don't want to jump ahead. I know you're giving me the eyes. You're giving me the eyes. Oh, I didn't even realize I was giving you the (laughs) eyes. But I think we're going to have the same note. That she starts narrating. She starts narrating like it's Clueless. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. When she's, when that started happening, I was, I was so embarrassed for the movie. Right. They were doing that. That was humiliating. That's interesting because when I was watching it, my sister had a friend over and she came in and started watching at the very end with me and complained about Alicia Silverstone narrating. She yeah. Was like, she, but she was complaining about her voice being annoying. She was like, it's like, I don't know, it sounds like she has allergies. Oh. And she was like, anybody else could have narrated this, which I don't think was true because it was definitely about like her relationship to the character. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I feel you. She was kind of annoying in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's a, a favorite pet peeve of our parents, or maybe just our mom. She really doesn't like when characters in the movie start narrating, unless they're the main character. Mm-hmm. But like the best example of that is Matilda. Danny DeVito is the villain. She has a specific issue with Matilda. I thought it's in general. No, no. She has a specific issue with Matilda, which is that Danny DeVito directed the movie. He stars in the movie as the bad guy. And then he's the narrator. And the narrator has like a positive, like a very sweet spin on the story. So she doesn't like that it's like, wait, what? Like, why is this voice the bad guy and the right, good guy? Right, right. Mm, that seems valid. Yeah. I never I never noticed or thought about that, but <laughs> it makes sense. It's, fair. it's a valid complaint. So, Zena, what did you think after watching it? Um, I enjoyed it. I'm not sure if... I'm not sure whether I <clears> liked <throat> listening to Bob tell me the story of it or <laughs> watching the actual movie more, but yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It was kind of, you know, I had to like get over a little bit of the cheesiness factor, but right. once I yeah. kind of sink into that, then right. I could enjoy it. I think it gets cheesier as the movie goes on. Mm. I feel like it's less cheesy at the beginning. Yeah. And then the more Alicia Silverstone is involved, the cheesier it gets. Right. Mostly because I think she's just not that great at acting. I think she's not bad at acting. It just wasn't the role for her. 
Maybe. I was I thinking mean, about who I, I would... She, the, the only... The role that she can play is... Uh, yeah, I guess I've share. never seen her do anything else. <laughs> that's, 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 <laughs> that's the, the role, role she was born to play. That's the role she was born to play and can only play. I was thinking about who, who to... Re- did you guys have any thoughts about like who you would want to see instead of Alicia Silverstone? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was thinking Drew Barrymore. Oh. I think Drew Barrymore can pull it off. Cute. Yeah. Yep, that sounds amazing. So I think I'm, I'm, it's another my best friend's wedding situation because I did not like this. I thought that there were, I think there were a lot of cute parts, but overall I found it really frustrating. I really, really disliked the relationship between Brendan Fraser and yeah. Alicia Silverstone. Their relationship was pretty bad. What do you mean, like the the acting, the chemistry? I thought they had zero chemistry. No, no, it made no wrong. sense for her to be interested in him at all. No. Mm. And like everything they did together made no sense. Like it was just like illogical, like their whole dynamic. I really liked the dynamic. Really? I, yeah, I, you know, he's like sweet and innocent and knows absolutely nothing of uh-huh. the world. And she's like, you know, the tough cookie who's been like. Ooh, this you is know. what you're seeking in relationships. You need, <laughs> you need I'm a guy. I'm looking for the sweet and innocent, and I'm the broken and the, the rough and the rugged. Who only likes legs and butts and hair. <laughs> Legs and butts and hair. Is that in the movie? Yeah, oh, she, she's saying that guys who like her oh, like legs and butts and hair, but she right. also likes legs and butts and hair, so uh-huh. she has to... That's her. That's the problem. I yeah. like yeah. hairy butt hair. Hairy <laughs> <laughs> leggy hair butts. <laughs> so, yeah, at the beginning, like, they're having this party, and they have to... It's during the Cold War, and they go into the basement, and then a plane hits them, and they think there's been a nuclear strike. But... I love the bunker. That was like actually my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> Everything in the bunker. I would voluntarily live in that bunker. It oh seemed my great. God, you <laughs> I think that that's true of the dad in the story. Also, yeah, right? I that, like develops totally. into a theme that he's just like oh my content God. to be there. Yes, like, that's who Michael is. It's his happy place. Almost like he's ha- he's glad it happened. Like right, you know, like he's that, in control of everything. Yeah. So true, yeah. and that's yeah, that's what's so great. I love when they first go down there, <laughs> and. It, he has his little freak out where he's like, oh my God. (laughs) It's like so clearly like it's, I mean, it's a performance, but it's not like Christopher Walken over performing. It's like, he's really doing it as the character, right? as if he's trying to play up like the drama. Oh, we have to stay. Oh my God. We have to stay for so long. (laughs) And, and at some he point, just loves it. <laughs> at some point during that, um, like they fall over or something, or like there's a big rumble, uh-huh. and Sissy Spacek had been running out of the house with a pot, like a, a super a pot something. Roast. Oh a yeah, pot roast. That's right. Her pot roast and her um, oven what mitts. Are these oven mitts. Yeah. yeah, and she falls over, and she's still holding her yeah. pot roast. <laughs> <laughs> Sissy's basic was just great. I love like just her reactions to everything. Oh my God, like yeah. they played off each other so well. I wanted the movie to just be about them too. Yeah, that's mm. true. That would be. They really have a cuter cute, romance. Cute movie. 
That well, really they don't have such a cute romance because she becomes an alcoholic and is sad. But Right, it, yeah. The premise of the movie kind of bothered me in that he immediately locks them down there without her consent. I'm like, right. I would fuck him up. Honestly. Right. But, like, I know you, you can curse like, on this podcast. He's just like, by the way, we're stuck down here. Right. Right. Like, I didn't make that decision. Nobody <laughs> talked to me about that decision. Like, there's two of us. 50% yeah. vote, maybe. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But I just love they have, like, a grocery store down there. Mm-hmm. And that's That stuff's all great. And then, With the sharp shopping cart. Yeah, I yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. so cute. And so then Christopher Walken has his heart attack and sends Brendan Fraser out into the world. <clears throat> oh, so he's like kind of wandering around. I like that less than I thought I would when he's like, oh my God, the sky. And he's just like overwhelmed, like so impressed by everything. Mm-hmm. It seems like he should have been, I guess that's like sort of a reasonable, but he seems surprised by everything. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like he should have been expecting to see all this stuff. I mean, maybe he didn't think about it, though, until he was out there. Yeah. I mean, you've never been in that situation, have That's you? That's true. But if I, like, went to space, I've never been to space, I wouldn't be like, oh my god, space, wow! I'd be like, wow, it's beautiful, this is great. Really? Yeah, that's, that's I prepared my reaction to space. <laughs> I think it's always different than what you expect it. Like, he's only been in, like, a place where he can see, like, you know, the farthest is, like, two rooms away. And yeah. And he gets out into the big world. I haven't... I, I watched this movie in, a week and a half ago, so I, I'm having a little <laughs> bit of trouble remembering it. But uh, he goes up on an 18th floor of something. So oh, yeah, so he's he in a hotel. Oh, and yeah. you can see so far away. Yeah. And, Kind of freaks out. He like yeah. he's like falling almost. Right. Like he like yeah. grabs yeah. the yeah. furniture, yeah, yeah, to be like brazen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the the other scene I really liked in the like him coming out is when he talks to the butcher. So he goes to the supermarket because he's got this list oh, of all yeah. the stuff he has to buy for the bunker, and he's he goes to the butcher mm-hmm. and he has to buy like five hundred pounds of meat. And the Who butcher, is that guy? I don't know. I don't remember him in anything else. But he's just great and just like this deadpan like. Somebody. Not reacting to anything. <laughs> Brendan Fraser's freaking out. He's like, because the, the butcher says, like, we can send that to your home. And he's like, I just realized I don't know where home is. I'm lost. And the butcher's just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that seems accurate yeah. for, like, what I would expect. <laughs> would you excuse me? Gladly. <laughs> I thought Brendan Fraser was surprisingly, like, capable of navigating the world for somebody who had never interacted yeah. with anyone by his parents. Yeah. Like, I thought he was, like, really outgoing and good at figuring right. out where to go. Like, considering, yeah, he's yeah. never navigated any space whatsoever. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the almost joke of that is, like, the dad really thinks he's, like, really good at interacting with people and making jokes with people and being, like, all buddy-buddy and super charismatic. And so it feels like he's sort of passed that on to Brendan Fraser, whether or not that's been, like, earned. Right. Uh-huh. You know? Definitely. Yeah. So then we, we get to the baseball card where he, he tries to sell the baseball cards for money. And that's where he meets Alicia Silverstone. By the way, we're going to alternate pronunciations of Brendan Fraser and Fraser and Alicia and Alicia. Morning, Tara. What's the right one? I think it's, I think it's really Alicia and Fraser. Fraser. Yeah. But I'm going to keep forgetting. Oh. I'm um, going to start calling her Silverstone. Silverstone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he meets Alicia Silverstone, Alicia Silverstone, and she rescues him from getting a bad deal on those cards. But it drove me crazy that, like, he keeps dropping the cards and they're just, like, haphazardly picking them off the, off the floor. Like, those cards are worth, like, 
a million dollars. I know, she does that at the end when she runs to him. Yeah. She runs to him and she throws his box of very valuable cards yeah. into the sidewalk. Yeah, they're just throwing them all over all the place. All willy-nilly. She's yeah. like, take care of those. What are you doing? And then she drives him to the hotel, like he's he's up there. I like that line where somehow the bellhop asks him how old he is and he says he's 35 and the bellhop's like, oh, you look younger, like 25. And Brendan Fraser's like, well, I guess being up here makes people look younger. And the guy's like, you mean on the 18th floor? And he's like, yes, on the 18th floor. <laughs> and there was also that good line where he's like, and you dial nine to get out. And Brendan Fraser's like, of what? <laughs> yeah. I love that because that is a thing that really did confuse me for a long oh, yeah? time. Like, mm-hmm. I really didn't understand when people said dial nine to get out. I just had no idea what right? that meant. And I, I think when I saw this movie... Even then, I still didn't know. Uh huh. And I was like, ah, <laughs> What's the joke? <laughs> what is it? What is it, people? Come on. The thing I thought was really funny about the hotel scene is the front desk clerk is like, We'll need a card. And so he's like, Oh, of course. And he takes out a baseball card. And then she kind of laughs. And then the next scene is he's checking into his room. Yeah, right? how'd so he get in there? They do accept baseball cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you? That made me worry, though. I'm like, if you like lose your wallet, can you get a hotel room with cash if you don't have like ID? Is it? I, I think it's you can with a baseball card. With a baseball card, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Only a baseball card. <laughs> yeah, and so then Alicia Silverstone comes back and he convinces her to be like his butler, I guess. I think I did enjoy it up to this part, and then like after they start building up this romance, I'm like, yeah. like nothing about this makes sense. And... It's very uncomfortable <laughs> after that. Yeah. I, it's interesting that that's where you're like, this doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> like, Everything else on board. <laughs> totally with it until then. Yeah, the bunker, I can accept the bunker that lasts for 35 years. That's all fine. So yeah, she's like helping him find stuff. And then uh, at some point we get introduced to her... It's her roommate or her best friend? Her roommate. It's her roommate. Slash best friend. Dave Foley, who I knew from Kids in the Hall growing up, mm. but at this point he hadn't really been in movies. How did you guys feel about Dave Foley? Also, yeah, I'm blanking out completely. He's also on news radio, I think. Yeah, news yeah. News radio. I think yeah. that's what I knew him from at the uh, time. I think he's pretty funny. I yeah. enjoyed his presence in general. I liked him. Oh, I didn't like him. Oh. I felt like he was, maybe it's just like there weren't that many gay characters in the 90s, and so like... Just having any gay character was interesting. But I feel like looking back at just like a very broad... He's like a cliche, sassy gay man. Yeah. Uh Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. He's pretty... uh, There's not a lot of depth to that character. Right. I feel like as many things from the 90s do, if you revisit them, like this movie did really traffic in like gender stereotypes, Uh racial Mm -hmm. stereotypes. Mm -hmm. It's also like kind of egregiously white. Uh Like the only black characters are like people they run into on the street who they're like, oh "Oh my God, you're black or you're black and trans. And you know, like those are like, so um, like I've recently like watched a couple episodes of Friends and been like, oh my God, like the intensity of like the difference between then and now in terms of like, yeah, how people talk about gender interactions and Uh things like that. Is just as kind of striking. So yeah, that's just like a throwback thing. Yeah. I guess, you yeah. Know? Like, the other the other nineties thing I like is Dave Foley starts quizzing Brendan Fraser because he doesn't. Brendan Fraser claims he's from Alaska, and Brent, and Dave Foley starts oh, quizzing yeah, him. This, that made no sense. 
no sense. Which he's like asking all these like really like, minutiae. What's the state bird or something? Right. Which all people from Alaska know. Right. But then he like runs out of the room and Alicia Silverstone's like, oh, he's going to look look it up on his computer. And Brendan Fraser's like, he has a computer in his house? But the funny thing now is like that's already dated because it'd be like, why isn't he just checking it out on his phone? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. at the time it was like, oh my gosh, he has a computer in his house. Like, he doesn't have it in his pocket. That's lame. <laughs> so Despite him clearly being in love with Alicia Silverstone, Alicia Silverstone says she can't be in a relationship with him and takes him on this quest to find a wife. Oh, but before, before that, we meet Alicia Silverstone's ex, who is... Nathan Fillion! Yeah, do you, what do you know him from? I don't even know, really. This was, like, one of his first roles. So, yeah. do you recognize... Do you know oh, him? yeah, he's from Serenity, yeah, Firefly, Firefly, and then also, I've been watching Santa Clarita. Yes! Diet, yes! So, which is That's funny, because he's just, like, a head <laughs> yeah. in that. Like, he's a decapitated undead head. <laughs> right. Um, so, it's funny to, yeah, see him. And so, he kind of looks, I mean... He pre, looks the same. Pre-decay, yeah. Yeah. Like, he looks the same. Yeah. But yeah, th- this was one of his first movies. This was before he did Firefly, so it was like little baby Nathan Fillion. So yeah, so I I didn't know what it was called. I knew he was from some kind of uh, sci-fi thing. Yeah. So then they they go to the club to like find a wife for <laughs> Brent Fraser. What did you guys think of that scene? So <laughs> the question that I have from that is: Did people in the nineties? always wear suits when they went to clubs or just people in California? Well, it was, it was a 50s-themed club, which... What? Yeah. Oh. So they didn't know anything. They, like, don't know that he's from the 60s, but they s- decide to just bring him to this club. And this is, like, they know everybody at this club. Like, everybody they run into, it's like, oh, hi, Sheila. Hi, Marianne. Uh, hi, Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Like, they're just running to everybody that they know that, like, this is the hot spot that everybody in, in Hollywood goes to. Yeah. Are they in Hollywood? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ask and answered. <laughs> but, like, what did you think of everybody, he, like, Brendan Fraser talks to is, like, really into Brendan Fraser. Like, he goes up to that woman and he's, like, he's supposed to come up with a pickup line and it's, like, funny and I forget what she says, like, noncommittal and he's, like, Excuse me, have you seen my Congressional Medal of Honor? And she's like, ha, 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 ha I love you. <laughs> and then she and her friend are both, like, really hot for Brendan Fraser. I don't think yeah. it's because of that line. I think it's because they saw Brendan Fraser. Is it is this supposed <laughs> to be, like, do you feel like Brendan Fraser's that hot that, like, yeah. women? Really? Yeah, I think he's hot enough that if he, like, goes to talk to a woman in the club, yeah, she'd be like, hi. I oh. feel like he's supposed to look... I don't know if he's supposed to look super hot. I feel like he lo- he's supposed to look like kind of kind of like a, a boyish, a, a boyish, nerdy yeah. boyish guy dressed up like an adult. Yeah, but I thought but- they were like, ah, we're drunk and we have no idea what this dude is talking about, but let's go. <laughs> but yeah, I think in the world of the movie, he is supposed to be super hot. I, I was watching with Allegra, and she's like. Is he supposed to be really hot? Like, I don't get that. <laughs> well, he's like dressed, they dress him up at that point. They do he's dress him, yeah. He's like oh, normal right. Yeah. He's like yeah. wearing an actual suit. And, yeah. and these talk- people haven't interacted with him that much. They don't get all the like weird behavioral stuff. So they're just like, right. guy in a suit wants yeah. to dance. Yeah. Cool. And, right. then like, and then he's like, I know his mom taught him to dance, but they definitely did yeah, not like, show Right. Yeah. Right. He's like, was he flipping his mom around? Like, dipping her and like almost kissing her? Did the dad like come in and like do both of 
there was like I don't understand. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a little bit exaggerated. Yeah. Thing, but but yeah, I don't know. I wasn't. I had no like issue with the woman being really into him because I'm like he's really hot oh I I think that's like a thing even uh, watching it as a kid I was like this seems weird like that they're like so excited to talk to him I guess we're like at this point now where Dave Foley like I think they come home oh because he he takes home that woman from the club Mm -hmm. and Alicia Silverstone's mad because she thinks they slept together and she's getting really jealous and she's gonna like go over there and fight this woman and then he shows up at Alicia Silverstone's house and Dave Foley comes up to him when Alicia Silverstone's not there, and he's like, you're a nice boy, but what she needs is a nice man. Mm-hmm. And then, like, instantly, he's a man. Like, he's been this naive boy the entire movie, and then oh, from that point so forward, true. he's just immediately like, oh, okay, then I'm just going to do he's that. He's like, come over here, Alicia Silverstone, I'm going to tear your pants away. Oh, yeah. Fix your knee. Yeah, yeah like, baby. That oh, was in my yeah. notes. I was like, this oh, is yeah. the climax of the movie where he rips her pants off. And he's <laughs> like, do you need, these are ruined, right? And you just, yeah. Yeah, what did you guys think of that? It was hot. What? <laughs> yeah. I thought it, I, I thought it was like supposed to be hot and it made me so uncomfortable because <laughs> the chemistry had not been built up. <laughs> Like, there just hadn't been any chemistry built up, and so it was just kind of like, oh, ooh, uh, uh, well, it whoa. It wasn't that sexual, actually, because he was, like, just taking care of her wound. It was I mean, just, like, it powerful. Was he was, like, sexual. It was, but it and was also, like, very platonic. I thought that was, on, that was sexy. When he's blowing on her wound. Mm. The wound blowing, yeah. The wound blowing. <laughs> Michael likes a good wound blow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought, like, if that was, if those were my pants, I'd be annoyed, because, like, well, they're not, I guess he, like... He checks she with did, her. He says, she did say he, they were he ruined. Says, like, these are ruined, right? right. And then he does have, like, yeah. a tiny room. He's like, no more pants. Well, he could, she could still wear those. They sell those at Urban Outfitters for yeah. $70. Yeah. Guys, it's, I feel like I'm getting a big F right now. I just, like, don't barely remember this freaking movie. <laughs> I do remember that Jean scene. Like, I'm, I'm coming. It's like, I'm, it's like I blacked out and, like, I'm coming to a little bit. I'm getting, getting a few memories here and there, but I'm mostly gone. Well, you were, you were really drunk when you watched this movie, right? No, as you no, do, I was as you really are with all stoned, of yeah. Oh, not, oh, not drunk. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> I was going to rewatch it. That because you're Zena. I was gonna rewatch it, but then I got stoned. I actually there is kind of something about this movie. Usually my notes are like funny things, but my notes for this one was just like what scenes are happening. So I'm like I'm immediately gonna forget this. I don't know what it was about this movie. Tell me what this is. Happy Jesus, I wrote. Happy Jesus. (laughs) Just look, and I wrote that it's the original. Just look at it. It uh, so there's this YouTube video. (laughs) There's these two guys. One of them's. One of they're they're looking at this car. One of them's real funny, saying, "Just look at it. Just look at it. You gotta take watch it. Would you look at this? Just take a look at this." So, but happy happy Jesus. Jesus. Who's happy, happy Jesus? Jesus? I don't even know. Maybe and it's then, the cult what guy. Is it? Underneath it says "Baby Man." These are my stoner notes. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember any of that. Just like something about Happy Jesus seems familiar, but it's not coming back to me. So for for the listeners, what what Zena's notes look like here? It looks like Zena woke up sweating profusely from a dream and started scribbling onto a piece of paper about whatever her dream was. Uh, there's about just six notes on here. Yeah. I did want more Christopher Walken. I love him. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so Alicia Silverstone tries to have Brandon Fraser committed, and then he disappears. I, it gets really so there have been, yeah. been a couple movies that I've watched recently where somebody's like trying to commit someone. Oh yeah, this is this is your movie pet peeve. Yeah, well now that I know how that works, I'm just like, guys, couldn't you do like a little bit of research <laughs> to find out what really happens? Like, it's not that complicated. People right. don't like. We're just. We're not in an age anymore where you can just call up the authorities and be like, yo, this person's real crazy. <laughs> and like all of a sudden somebody comes up and like takes away that person and they go away forever. Kind of as if they're like a stray dog. You're right. Just like get the truck in the net. Yeah, like, like come on over. This person's real whacked. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't happen like that. This reminds me of somebody like was talking recently about, like, these things that only exist in, like, movie and TV land, and because uh-huh. they're, like, useful devices. Oh, yes. Like, uh, like the Sadie Hawkins dance, like, where girls as boys. Oh, I've like, been to that. You've yeah. been to one? Yeah. Really? Oh, okay, I've never heard of an actual one. That? I've seen a lot on It's TV. just a girls as boys dance. Actually, oh. so they had that when, where we grew up. It was called oh. The Vincents. It was wow. a girls ask guys dance. I hadn't heard of like an actual one of those. Okay, well, well, that blows that. I we live in a town that's made just for movie plot oh, devices. For movie they they manufacture right, yeah. movie plot devices there. Right. <laughs> I'm forgetting also, what the other one. Also, was, when people yeah. would hang up the phone in our town, we'd get the dial tone. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And whenever somebody got married, they'd say, "Does anybody have any reason why these two should not be married?" <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Always oh, happening. Yeah. yeah. But it does happen in movies a lot. Where yeah. Like we're here to take you away. Right. Yes. Yeah. But the thing I thought was so funny about that was, like, that they would have found his story so unbelievable. They're like, there's this guy that showed up, and he behaves like he's from the 60s. He's got all these baseball cards from the 60s. He has this mysterious millions of dollars that, like, never end. And he says he's from the 60s? That's ridiculous. He's crazy. Lock him up! (laughs) Well, wait, she doesn't... See the like bonds and stocks that he has. Not yet, later, but she right? had seen the baseball cards, and right. she had seen that he's has unlimited money, and mm-hmm. he's like, what does she think he's buying all this stuff for? Right, right. Well, the story is that he lives in Alaska, and they need to. Well, they <laughs> they like conjecture about that, but they don't outright ask him. Right, yeah, right. But what is she even trying to do by having him? Committed, like, what's the reason for that? Well, Why would you do he that? told her about the bunker, and she was scared so? that he was going to take her. I mean, I get that. Yeah, that was kind of scary. Yeah, <laughs> like, this guy who says he wants to marry somebody is like, Lock them in a bunker for bunker 10 years, yeah. 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 I, I kind of get that. I mean, she's been with this guy, like, hanging out with this guy for, like, how long is this period of time that they're, like... I'm thinking two weeks. Two weeks. I mean, she's hanging out with him this whole time, and he's just been, like extremely respectful and keeps his distance and like would never want to hurt her feelings ever in any kind of way right so why would she suddenly be like oh my god he's talking about a bunker right gotta call him into the mental hospital well i think it was a good question for xena because xena is looking for a naive boy who has never had exposure to the real world (laughs) if you met a brendan fraser and it was like you got along with him great for two weeks and he's like xena gotta come with me to the bunker for 10 years what do you say does he say 10 years does he say it i don't know if he says 10 years because that's how much supplies they got right like the dad was like we need to stay in the bunker but this is the scenario for xena i would say absolutely that's just what i'm looking for because like the real scary ones are always the ones that are the most innocent you know because they have that real dark side like gonna take you down to the bunker and you do want that doesn't everyone? Okay. <laughs> Laura, how do you feel? If a Brendan Fraser type, you get along great, two weeks. 
Um, says, I, come, come to the bunker. Like I said, I get her reaction of being like scared yeah. and that he might be dangerous. I yeah. don't know. I don't think. Yeah. yeah I, 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 that's I a see red it flag as a reasonable. To some yeah. People. Definitely. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know that I would have called the cops immediately, though. Right. Like, that reaction does seem disproportionate. Or right. Not the cops, but. No, my my actual reaction. My actual reaction to the movie was yeah, like like oh my god, like there's this really nice guy, but like oh, finally he's showing his like dark uh-huh. side, like oh my god, like right. yeah, I, I I'm going to the bunker. <laughs> Realistically, I would probably be like, show me the bunker. <laughs> and like, see, like, feel it out. Because like yeah. you said, he hadn't been threatening up until that point. Like, right. so until he yeah. actually does something threatening, I would definitely be like, okay, like, where is it? Yeah, right. See this bunker. And doesn't yeah. he say, like, my father wants me to bring you down? Yeah, a nice, healthy girl. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Like, that's scary. That's yeah. scary. <laughs> That's kind of but if you go down, his dad is Christopher Walken, and his mom is Sissy Spacek. That's that's sweetening the deal for me. Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah, I want to like bring out from my notes. I noticed that when the dad has the heart attack is when the mom says that she can't stay in the bunker any longer. Oh yeah, and I just like I, in my notes, I was like, the dad has a heart attack as soon as she expresses her needs. Like <laughs> he like can't deal. <laughs> anyway, I just needed to revisit that because I wrote it down and I wanted to put it. Down. No, so, so do you think maybe that was a Fake? No, I think it was devastating to him that she didn't want to stay in the bunker uh, forever. I see. I but like, saying. yeah. I want to talk about the scene where they discover the stock certificates. So Dave Foley and Lisa Silverstone go to Patel and find all these like old stock certificates for Microsoft and IBM and stuff. And they call their friend that they had encountered at the, the dance club, the Duke dance club. And do you remember how they represented that he's a stockbroker? He's wearing suspenders. <laughs> and so you're just like, obviously he's a stockbroker. <laughs> and he's like, from Microsoft and IBM, those are worth millions. And they're like, oh. And then Elisa Silverstone like congratulates herself for liking somebody before she finds out he's a millionaire. But like, she doesn't. But she had him committed. She yeah. doesn't. She doesn't like him or she doesn't... She, she only likes him when he starts being into other ladies. And she did know he was a millionaire. Like, yeah, he, he, he just had know. unlimited money. Yeah. So, it's wrong on both counts. And then, yeah, and then once she finds out that he has even more money, she's just like, whoa. Yeah, I'm, I'm such a good person. So I, in. <laughs> yeah. I am in. And then she's like, suddenly, the picture-perfect girlfriend, right. wanting to meet the parents, right. wanting to spend all her time with right. them. Well, just when, so the, that's the thing, when she jumps out of the car, when she sees him on the sidewalk walking around, and she's like, Adam! And she gets out of the car, that felt so, like, that's the moment where that movie turns into clueless. Yeah. <laughs> Complete, like, fully right. transforms <laughs> Then it's just the end of Clueless right. at that point. <laughs> right. And she like, what am I thinking of where she does the same thing in Clueless, where she kind of like calls out to somebody, maybe even like in the rain like that. Well, there's a scene in Clueless where she's like has this realization that she likes Josh, and she's like, wait a minute, I like Josh, and then like everything kind of lights up behind her, and there's yeah, I think fountains. that's kind of what I'm thinking of. Yeah, like, it feel it felt exactly like that. Yeah, and then the rest of the movie, she's narrating right. <laughs> like a dummy. <laughs> right, it's so irritating, and it's clueless. Right, I think you're so right when you say. Drew Barrymore as Drew Barrymore would be great. Lucy Silverstone, that would have been a 
perfect company. Yeah, because she... I feel like she can be sweeter than Alicia Silverstone. I think she can be sweeter, and I think she can kind of give both a little bit. Like, right. she's not completely a total sweetheart, but she can she can give both sides. Right. Yeah, and then... I think that's pretty much it. And then they just buy the, they use all the money to build a new house that's kind of like a bunker. And they bring Christopher Walken and they explain to him that there was no. <laughs> that was the other part of Alicia Silverstone's narration that I thought was really funny. I don't know if you guys caught that. She's like, and we, Adam explained to his father there was no nuclear holocaust. Like she can't pronounce holocaust. She says, like, <laughs> she says like holocaust. <laughs> no. I did not notice that. But I did like the like that his dad didn't believe that. Like, right. Yeah, the Russians just like decided to stop him. So yeah. He's like, I'm sure. Right? <laughs> like, I bet they asked for aid, didn't they? <laughs> no. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that was funny. All right, discussion question. If your mother had been pregnant with you and had you as a baby in a farm shelter at that time, what would be the things that you'd be exposed to? So, like, what would you be brought up with, basically, from the year that you were born? Our real mom. It's she, we're like in a time capsule. So, like, you yeah. and I are in a time capsule so from like you, the eighties. It might 90s. not be you and I because I mean, it would be just you. No, you, you could you could come along. Yeah, but so you would be born. Oh, in I see. Nineteen eighty-five. Right. Like, mom you'd would be, be frozen in nineteen ninety. Right. Yeah. Mama, you would be frozen in 1995. Right. I would be frozen in 1990. Right. Zena would be frozen in 1992. Mm-hmm. You'd be frozen in what? 1987. 1987. Nice. We got a good, like, <laughs> cadence here. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and also just based on, like, what your parents liked. Because, like, Brendan Fraser in this movie, his parents are very into, like, swing and Harry Como, right? Yeah, and Hot Dr. Pepper. Hot Dr. Pepper. <laughs> um, I, so let's go with chronologically. I'm, I'm thinking just, like, I'm trying to think about, like, what was in the home videos that we watched from mm-hmm. around when I was born. So I would be driving an electric car, which is not too different than my life today. <laughs> <laughs> but in these old home videos, there's this little electric car that I'm driving. And, like... It's a, it's a home video that we hadn't found for, like, 25 years. Like, it was recorded, and then we just, like, never watched the video. And I'm driving in this little electric car that nobody in my family remembers me ever having. And and what's more is, like, I remember being, like, four or five and seeing kids on Power Wheels and being, like, oh, I'm so jealous that they get, like, Power Wheels. That would be so much fun to have. Zero memory that I, like, at some point had the same thing. And I think this is proof of alternate timelines. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, like, accidentally this video slipped between timelines. Right. It didn't really happen in your life. It did. Yeah. I feel like my life, would, my life wouldn't be that different. Like, I feel like our parents would have computers down there. I'd become a computer programmer, which is also my life. Mm-hmm. But would you be, would you be like, s- stuck in the past in computer programming? Yeah. Yeah, wait, you had a computer in your house in 1985? Yeah. So it was like Unix? I don't know what operating system it was. Our parents are both computer programmers. Okay, so... I think it was DOS. We've always had computers in the Yes. So, yeah, I think... I think I would just be the same for I was like, we were talking before about how like I thought the bunker was great. Like I think I'd still think the bunker's great. I, yeah, I I'd just really be Christopher see, Walken. I could really see you thriving in that lifestyle. Yeah, I should talk to Allegra about this bunker. 
how many people had bunkers or uh-huh. do have bunkers i'm sure yeah. very few were like are anywhere near as elaborate as that right but, like i think that would be hard to like take a census of because of the inherent secretiveness of people right to make bunkers you right know? so i feel like we have no sense of that like how yeah. what percentage of the population has a yeah. bunker do you not have a bunker um Ooh, this is awkward. <laughs> we all <laughs> obviously we not. Talk about it, so. Considered rude to brag about your bunker. It is. It's called bunker bragging. So, what movies and music and TV, like what kind of Wizard of Oz pop culture would you be exposed to? Was Wizard of Oz? Yeah, Wizard of Oz was out. Wizard of Oz. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> definitely happened. Yeah, who asked that question? <laughs> One of the things that my mom jokes about is that I like would always watch The Wizard of Oz. I'd watch it every day. I don't know when that would end. What music would you be listening to? Oldies. Our parents always listen to oldies. And so like yeah. even as a teenager, I was I was like so confused when I got to high school because like everybody was listening to pop music and I only knew oldies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We stopped. Like, no, it was when I got to middle school. Then I think my parents kind of like switched over. Your parents too. <laughs> <laughs> Which oldies? I don't know, like the Beach Boys and I think stuff like the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of just oldie stations. And then like I realized part of being a social tween and teen was like listening to music. So I started listening to music. And I guess, I don't know if it was because of me, like to to like support me and trying to be cool. that <laughs> They started listening to like Z100 was the pop music station where we lived. So they like switched over to listen to that. But before that, it was like all oldies. Huh. So going chronologically, what was your life been like? Yeah, my parents were really into records, so we wouldn't have records, so it wouldn't have been that different in that way from like what went into your experience. Although there would be definitely like a lot of jazz and some Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. and then like yeah, and I would definitely be playing like Atari. I mm-hmm. think. Hard, yeah, it's hard because I don't really remember what happened when I was born so much. Like, yeah. You know, Later. Right. But, yeah. Those are the things that were definitely established in my house. Yeah. By that time. So I mean, mine would be similar to you, but I don't know that I would be all into computers. Uh huh. Maybe. Well, yeah. So, yeah, probably but, not. So 1990. Yeah, I I guess I don't know what movies we'd be watching. Hmm. Um, Three Men and a Little Lady. And... Did, was that before 1990 though? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Three Men and a Baby. Three Men and a Baby. Yeah. But we watched more Three Men and a Baby. Yeah, we were, we were a Three Men and a Little Lady family. <laughs> we were. Yeah, so I don't know what else yeah. we'd be watching. I guess I probably would have been on the Wizard of Oz train, but that movie yeah. scares the shit out of me. Oh, it does? Yes! Oh, oh my god. That's, yeah, that's an impending doom. You know she asked about impending doom. Yeah. That movie is one of the scariest yeah movies. there are like scary harpy scenes too yeah and just yeah. like which is pretty scary in the in the woods and the trees trying to grab her yeah did you say yeah. scary harpy scenes <laughs> scary harpy scenes where she has sex with the scarecrow <laughs> I saw the porn <laughs> <laughs> that was what I loved watching every day I was like can't get enough of this porn was it was <laughs> What would the porn version of Wizard of Oz be called? I was Wizard of Cox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the next porn or dirty dancing, you guys gotta find the porn version of Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Report yeah. back the title. Oh, yeah. 
We'll work on that. <laughs> so we... you, what, what would your life be like? So me, my mom played a lot of David Bowie and Led Zeppelin, some U2, some Green Day, probably some Beatles. I played Sega, but I guess that's because I have older siblings, mm-hmm. so I'm sure it was made before my time. Uh, so should we go on to the whoop ratings? Oh, yeah. So, Zena, would you like to lead off? Traditionally, you, you sure, kick off the whoop rating? Sure, I think I would give this this movie a whoop. One whoop? give it one whoop, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we rate movies out of whoops. There's no maximum number of whoops, so you can kind of just no, give no it... No minimum either. No minimum either. Okay. You can give it, can give it whatever negative. whatever your heart feels. Negative whoops. Rachel, Take a whoop what, back. what are your whoops? I'll go with Zena on this one. I'll give it a whoop. Yeah. What about you, Laura? I'm gonna go two whoops. Two whoops. Whoop, whoop. Okay. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Okay. I feel good about it. I yeah. I think I'm just I'm just one whoop. I'm in team one whoop. Yeah. Even though I think I there's oh, something I off about the like scale. A, like a, a, I know all right, the scale. thirteen whoops. I changed my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it. I might give it two whoops. Okay. Okay. I think that's what I gave my best friend's wedding. I, it's probably about equal. Yeah. Three. Okay, so we've got the whoops. Now we are going to debut the newest game from for Dusty VCR, and the game is called Candid, Stranded, or Enchanted. So, Laura, the game's for you. Okay. Um, I'm going to name three celebrities, and you have to pick Candid, Stranded, or Enchanted. So Candid is you you can have a candid conversation with them. You get, you get to ask them any question or any series of questions, they have to answer you 100% honestly. Okay. And you can give them any feedback you want, and okay. they have to take it to heart. You can't, like, control them, but you can, like, talk to Trump and be like, hey, you should tweet less, because, you know, people don't like that. And then okay. he would be like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll really think about that. <laughs> I'm sure he would. So, yeah. in this situation, they're <laughs> automatically going to be receptive to... They're, re- they're automatically receptive, they're not automatically going to do it. So there's some reason they're receptive, which is like yeah, it's it's like yeah, you're like a close confidant. Yeah. So they'll 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 be. Are we all playing or just Laura? Just Laura. Maybe maybe we'll switch it up and and assign some to you. (laughs) Stranded is you'd be stranded with them on a desert island, and Enchanted is a romantic weekend with them, and you're guaranteed that they'd be really into you. So like anything you want to do with them, they're they're down for it. Okay, wait, is this like so? Is this like fuck Mary Cow, but? Nicer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. So the the first group is Jim Carrey, Janine Garofalo, Ray Romano. Oh. <laughs> Wait. Jim Carrey, Janine Garofalo, and Ray Romano. Right. Okay. Who would I want? I think the toughest is like who would I want to be stranded with? And yeah. The answer is definitely not Ray Romano. <laughs> He's definitely bummed from that category. Why? Uh, he, I, he just annoys me. <laughs> like, oh. I just can imagine him complaining about everything wherever we're stranded, <laughs> and I just, like, don't want to hear it, right? Like, but everybody loves him. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think anyway. he would be my desert island Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, um, okay, so would I rather talk to Ray Romano? Or, yeah, so he's going to be my candid. Candid, okay. <laughs> Yeah, Ray Romano is solidly my candid. Is there something you want to tell Ray Romano? And, or find yeah, I think I would give him a long lecture about just, like, patriarchy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just, like, you know, pulling his own weight, respecting the work that his mother and his uh-huh. wife do. Sure. Um, those kinds of things. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't know what he's been up to in the last 20 years, though. He just had a new stand-up special that's not very good. Oh, he did a new stand-up yeah. special. That's okay. kind of like his old stand-up specials. Which, okay. Yeah. I, I don't think I've seen any of those, yeah. honestly, either. He's a nice enough guy. His know. old stand-ups are would, really good. I could see myself having a good heart-to-heart with him, though, yeah. for sure. And then, so it's you gotta go stranded. On a, yeah, romantic date. Romantic. Or be stranded with Jim Carrey or Jim Okay, Apple. so yeah, Jim Carrey would be like a fun fling. You know, like, he's yeah. got a lot of energy, but I don't know if I would want to be stranded with him, because I feel like he would just be, like, always, like, centering himself <laughs> yeah. in, like, whatever was happening. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, uh-huh. he's the Enchanted, and then definitely stranded with Janine Garofalo, because okay. I feel like she would be, like, a practical buddy to be stranded with. That's like, true, Like, yeah. a good balance of, like, goal-oriented, but also, right. like, willing to, like, revel in how shitty a situation yeah. is, you know? yeah. That sounds like a solid plan. Yeah. I feel like if I asked you all these, we're just going to be hammering you. So maybe, like, we'll spread them around. So how about... The thing uh, is, I don't know if that'll know that. Oh, you'll, like, you'll know three, them. I was like, oh, yeah, Jim Carrey. No, you'll know. <laughs> you'll know. I'll know. Uh, so Zena. Bill Maybe Clinton. Okay. He was the president uh, <laughs> of America. Uh-huh. Uh, Bill Clinton, Elizabeth Warren, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Ooh. Do you know the last one? No, I don't know. Alex. She's like a new senator who's like... Don't give her... Uh, okay. I'll, I'll help. Wait, wait, wait. let's help, swap I'll in t- somebody. I'll show you which ones Zena will know. No, well, like, let's just swap in somebody oh. from the... So... We don't want to just make her watch the video of AOC <laughs> dancing right now. <laughs> um, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Bill Clinton. Olivia Warren, Joe Biden. Why are you giving her all pop Bill, Elizabeth, and Joe Biden. Okay. Yeah. Candid, stranded, Billy, Lizzie, <laughs> or Joey. Billy, Lizzie, Joey. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 hard to know which way to go about this. Like, who do I want to be stranded with the least? Who or who I do I want to fuck the, the you know the least? Um, <laughs> which one of them would I want to fuck the most? But also, I just want to have a candid conversation with like, Elizabeth Warren. But. Yeah. But you um, could talk to her all the living. I could talk to her while I was fucking her. Yeah. And while you're stranded. Yeah, totally. Who's gonna have the best? Like maybe stranded with Joe Biden. Uh, enchanted with Elizabeth Warren, and, and what's the last one? Bill Clinton. At Candid. Wait, does that leave Candid? Yeah. At candid with Bill. Is there something you want to know or want to tell Bill Clinton? No, I'm just talking to him about golf or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> Zena's favorite hobby. <laughs> okay, this one's for Rachel. O.J. Simpson, Adnan Syed, Amanda Knox. What? So you made, like, little categories here, huh? <laughs> yeah, I made little categories. Little categories. Uh, so, for the listeners, uh, O.J. Simpson is O.J. Simpson. Yeah, why? I want the comedians. Adnan Syed. No, I want to hear this one. No. Should I just do this one? No, I'll do it. I'll explain who they are. Adnan Syed is the subject of the right. podcast Serial. No, for, for the listeners that maybe don't know who Adnan Syed or for is. Zina. They can just Google it. Or for Zenas. And Zenas out there. <laughs> Adnan Syed, it's so he, like the whole podcast is about this like very mysterious murder. He was I, I do know Serial. Oh, you do know Serial. I wouldn't have recognized his name. Okay. And then Amanda Knox, also uh, accused of murdering her roommate in Italy mm-hmm. under suspicious circumstances. She mm-hmm. she was acquitted. Uh, well, she was convicted, and then it was it was overturned. Mm-hmm. But still a lot of, like, mysterious parts of, mm-hmm. of that case. Oh, and there's a Netflix documentary about it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I think it would have to be. Um, Tommy. Who's the third? Sorry. O.J. Simpson. Oh. He is O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> I think my candid would have to be with O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, I don't want to spend any more time with that guy. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. I think I would just kind of want to see what he's like. Yeah. I don't think I would have a specific thing that I would want to talk to him about. You wouldn't want to ask him what he was doing on the night of the murder? He has to tell you the whole the truth. You don't have <laughs> any questions. He wrote a book about that. Wait, he sure. has to tell the truth? <laughs> yes, Why would candid. he have to tell the truth? That's the part of the thing. Oh, I it's kind of forgot that. See, in my mind, candid is like they're being them real, their real selves. No, they have like, to answer anything honestly. Michael, oh. you're just like, how are you making this magic happen in this situation? I <laughs> Why is this the part of the person you don't accept? <laughs> you I get to hang out with OJ Simpson. accept the fact that... Uh, Adnan Syed is going to be super into me when we go on our enchanted getaway together. Right. That's obvious. Right. But why would OJ tell me the truth? Just because. Yes, he's that's my the rules friend? of this game. Yeah, because you guys are buddies. No. You're like his Kato Kalen. Kato. Or you can swap in Kato Kalen. Shout out, shout out to Kato. <laughs> Good friend of the podcast. It's <laughs> our first guest. And what's the last one? Oh, Stranded. I'm going to get Stranded with Amanda. Romantic with Adnan and Candid with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was Candid, Stranded, or Enchanted. <laughs> that wraps up the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you want to catch Laura, Laura, where, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter, at LabTalk underscore Laura. I'm on Facebook, LabTalk with Laura. I'm on SoundCloud, Lab Talk with Laura. Oh, you host Lab Talk with Laura? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's me. I'm now, the Laura. Actually. Now it's all coming together. Oh, yeah. oh, that's the connection. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome. And uh, if you want to catch up with Dusty VCR, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Dusty VCR, and you can visit our website at dustyvcr.com. And if you have any suggestions for what we could post on our Instagram, put them on our Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.